You are listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, I had the opportunity to interview Janelle Morass Hooper. Janelle is the author of the Turtle Trilogy, which consists of the books A Three Turtle Summer, As Brown as I Want, The Indian Head Diaries, and Custer and His Naked Ladies. Among the other books Janelle has written include Geronimo's Laptop. Many of Janelle's books are influenced by her upbringing in the Lawton, Oklahoma area. I'm here with Janelle Morass Hooper, who is the author of three books in a turtle trilogy. Uh, Janelle, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, I was born and raised in Lawton, Oklahoma, uh, about 60 miles from the Oklahoma-Texas border, and right outside of the Fort Sill Indian Reservation. And my contact with indigenous peoples in that area and my times as docents in other museums is what colors my stories. But I also write romances, can't can't do without my romances. I call them my starting over romances because, uh, you know, it's, you, they're all about wives who have, uh, you know, become ex-wives and they're getting on with their life now. And most of them are humorous. Every once in a while, they get a little bit sad, but most of them are humorous that they're contemporary. And uh, now I live in Washington State. Now, without spoiling too much of, of the books in your Turtle Trilogy, uh, what what is each of the books called and what is each book about? The trilogy, uh, Aaron, is they're based on my family. The first one is A Three Turtle Summer, and it starts out with me as a child and my mother and her sisters as young women. And with humor and being very cagey, they helped my mother to escape from a, a bad marriage. And then the second book, As Brown as I Want the Indian Head Diaries, is my story as a seven-year-old uh, trying to deal with my father, who's taken out a large insurance policy on me to try to get money to put into his ranch. And it's got a lot of humor. It's got a lot of humor and a lot of sadness. But something about when I write, the humor comes out, even though it's sad. It's just my attitude, I guess. And then the third book is mostly fictional. It's called Custer and His Naked Ladies. And it got me in a lot of trouble because when the people, the censors saw naked ladies, they put me in the erotic section of the book, <laughs> of the of the list of books. And in reality, Aaron, naked ladies are a, a lily in Oklahoma. And, and Custer turns out to be an old yellow dog. So there's you know, nothing dirty going on here. But anyway, the, the story's fictional because by then I had grown up and had, you know, married and had a happy family. And so uh, I had to kind of make up what happened in the last book. But the book, that the thing I like about that book is that it shows the women in their senior years. The same women that I started with in a three turtle summer are now senior citizens. And it goes on with their life. And I just I just absolutely 
love their personality and everything, even though lots of it is fiction. In the last book, uh, it copies their what they would do in the same situation. Now, a book outside of your turtle trilogy, I believe is called Geronimo's Laptop. Is that correct? Yes, Aaron, that's my newest book. It just came out the end of May. And uh, in 2021, the Los Angeles Times uh, picked my book. My Actually, I'm sorry, I always say that. It's a play. Picked my play as one of its 19 culture picks. And it starred Rudy Ramos and was inspired by Rudy Ramos and directed by Steve Railsback. Well, that uh, play became... Uh, well known all over the country, southern most southern United States mostly, and then my new novel, Geronimo's Laptop, is an extension of that play, and it's about Geronimo in his later years, and how he wants to get along with the white man, and he especially wants to be friends with Theodore Roosevelt because he thinks that he can get him permission to take his Apaches back to Arizona. Uh, that never happens because Theodore Roosevelt hated Indians and he especially hated Geronimo. So uh, that was one of his wishes that never came came to pass. But that's the purpose. The purpose of the book is just to show that side of Geronimo, his humor, his concern for his Apaches and his, I guess, a political attitude. Uh, I don't know what else to call it. He was really trying to schmooze with Theodore Roosevelt. Now, uh, what would you say to someone who would criticize your book, Geronimo's Laptop, for mixing modern technology with a story about an historical figure whose life long predated the real-life invention of the laptop computer? Well, it was a technique. Uh, I had a, a leading man, Geronimo, who stuck on a reservation uh, you can imagine not a lot going on in the reservation. And as, and so I used the laptop as a fantasy part. That's the fantasy part. The book is factually true, the events and everything in it. But the fantasy comes in when I use the laptop because that way I could slide backwards in history and talk a little bit about that and stay in present life with Geronimo and then look to the future to see how things are going to be, you know, later on for him. And it was the only way to get movement into the story, Aaron, because, I mean, I was stuck there yeah. on a reservation yeah. right with Geronimo. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a, a, there's readers out there who expect uh, a lot of historical realism with historical fiction, but that's sometimes not really possible when you're writing historical fantasy where you have to sometimes uh, blend in like modern technology with uh, an historical era. I really think that the reader won't have problems with this book because the fantasy is contained to the laptop and the historical facts, he's just reporting them and talking them about them and giving his opinion and uh, it's that part is true. So I think I think it will be accepted. Uh, historical fantasy is not maybe real prevalent, but I found several historical fantasy books, you know, on Amazon. So it does happen.
Now, are all your books self-published, all your books traditionally published, or some self-published and others traditionally published? Oh, I did them all myself. Uh, mm -hmm. There's 10 of them and a play and another play in the works. But anyway, uh, short stories, everything. I, I just do it all myself here with my little laptop in my own little office. Not unlike me. I mean, I'm writing a, a ton of books right now and I'm doing it uh, in uh, my workspace uh, here at, uh, at my house in a small town in East Central Illinois. So, uh -huh. Well, I've heard that Steven Spielberg, not Steven Spielberg, Stephen King. Stephen has, King, a horror novel. Yes, legend. yes, Stephen King. I always get them mixed up. Anyway, I've heard that he has his uh, writing table right next to the washing machine at his house. So, you know, we're not so bad off. <laughs> I mean, mine's uh, between a bed and a uh, computer printer. <laughs> well, as long, long as that computer's working, if you're anything like me, you're happy. If my exactly. computer's working, if my computer's working and the printer is working, I'm a happy kid. Okay. Now, uh, some of your books uh, are influenced by uh, uh, your Hispanic upbringing, not too far from the lands of the Fort Sill Apache in Oklahoma. What interactions and friendships did you have, if any, with the Native American population in that part of Oklahoma? Well, something really unusual happened as far as reservations go uh, with the Fort Sill Indian Reservation is they were allotted the land. And as soon as they found more about the white man's ways and they wanted their kids to go to good schools and they wanted their family to have good homes, they moved off the reservations into town and then uh, raised their cattle on their land that was allotted to them and, you know, did farming and whatever else they wanted to do. And so the different Indians and the different tribes mixed in with the Hispanic people. I mean, we just got along. And my mother had friends in the Comanche and Kiowa tribes. And whenever they had a powwow, they would always tell us, hey, we're having a powwow. And, and sometimes they'd even pick us up and drive us there themselves. And so I grew up with indigenous people, but uh, my mother was the first one in the family that I think really uh, did things with them. She was on a softball team and she knew them and she did sewing for them. She was a fabulous seamstress. And so they would come to her whenever they needed something sewn. And they, they were just great friends and they were friends until my mother's death. Now, uh, in addition to your work as an author, you've touched on this uh, a little bit, but you're also a playwright. Now, what was the first play you wrote and uh, could you give us a little preview of uh, the second play you're currently writing? Well, of course, the first one was Geronimo, Life on the Reservation. The second one uh, is a really fun little piece. And it's two old cowboy, well, a cowboy and a cowgirl retired in Lawton. And they're gardeners. And they are competitive. Whatever it is. You know, like one year it's roses, the next year it's tomatoes, and uh, they and they just do not get along. He just cannot stand this woman because she won't be bossed around by him. 
And she wants to go out and feed her cats. And if she has her nightgown on and her robe over the top of it, I mean, she's covered, but he just has a fit. And uh, so it's about their relationship. And it's got a lot of humor in it. So that's the one I'm working on now. And uh, so far, there's just two. And I hope to do more. Now, uh, you, uh, as I understand, have some autoimmune health issues. Is that correct? Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> now, how do those health issues affect your daily life? They ex they control my life, actually, uh, but it's okay. Uh, I do better at home. I'm in a wheelchair a lot of the time. Uh, I get out some and uh, I have some situations where I can walk a little bit, but not very far. But as long as I stay home, and write my little books and my little stories, I'm pretty good. Uh, don't ask me to go out and play soccer with you because that's not <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, my mother uh, uh, has a number of health problems. She has to use like a four-wheeled walker to get, get around her house. But uh, uh, as long as there's... Uh, some sports events on television for her to watch. She's uh, pretty happy. So, <laughs> well, you know what I discovered is that I have a big screen TV because I also have slight vision problems. But I have this big screen TV, and the beer is free. Aaron, I mean, <laughs> how can I go wrong? I just as soon stay home. And now your mom would probably agree with me that you know it's it's nice to stay in your own living room and be able to see the games and. <laughs> uh, have your own snacks and mm -hmm. and not pay those exorbitant prices. <laughs> okay. Now, what are your favorite activities outside of writing? I don't have as many as I used to. I'm very interested in archaeology and anthropology. And whenever I get a few days, I like to go around and see the pictographs and the pictoglyphs that the natives carved in the rocks, you know, many, many hundreds of years ago. Uh, I like photography and uh, I like to watch people. That's something we did in my hometown before TV. You used to go downtown and park your car and watch the people go by. That was entertainment <laughs> in those days. And of course, this was what, 1950 and before. I'm 79 years so if I'm 79 years old. So if anybody gets confused, you might relate back to that. Well, of course, they don't do that now. But when I was growing up, that's what we did. Well, uh, Janelle, you were a very wonderful guest for this podcast. And I thank you for appearing on the Heartland Author podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Erin. I really appreciate it. Janelle was a very interesting guest, and I hope to be able to read Janelle's books in the near future. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now. You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at camparenapollo.witsite.com forward slash author AAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at AuthorAAC and on Instagram at AACScribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, All Rights Reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines.
royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.